Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Front Back Sight to Sight, a podcast produced and hosted by us here at Luminos Labs. We are so excited to introduce our next guest, Nicole Barth. Nicole is currently with Golden Customer Care as a customer service representative, but she also has some time under her belt as a communications manager with the juicery High Vibe located in Chicago, Illinois. In this episode, we talk about omni-channel experience, how self-doubt can be affecting your testing of different variables for your marketing efforts, adapting in the pandemic world, and just why we should all be following Chick-fil-A's lead. So, so much more will be introduced in today's episode, so let's go ahead and get straight into it. All right, so today we have on from Golden Customer Care, Customer Service Rep, Nicole Barth. Thank you for joining us today, Nicole. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. We're stoked to have you. Um, You know, we're going to be getting into a little bit of your background a lot with customer experience. Uh, I understand you were with High Vibe before doing communications, your communications manager there. So just working through that stuff and trying to see a little bit of insight as to what your thoughts are and, you know, best direction to deal with, you know, day-to-day problems as well as high-level thinking. So very excited. I'm super Um, excited. (laughs) So we'll jump into it. Um, why don't you just like kind of give us a little bit of your background, uh, just share share some of your experiences, um, what it's been like progressing throughout your career and kind of where you're at now. Yeah, so I grew up small town, Illinois. Um, I've been a performer ever since I was little. I love tapping, singing is like my main thing. And so I went to school for musical theater, hence why sometimes I'm a little goofy. Um, but I went to school for musical theater and graduated about like three years ago now. Um, while I was there, I was like a house manager for one of our main stage theaters. So I was in charge of getting the patrons in and out the door and all that jazz. And that was kind of like my first experience with customer service and where I was like, oh, like, I feel like this fits for me. Like, this is good. Um, and then I moved to Chicago about three years ago. Uh, to pursue performing. Um, I was a waitress, I've been a bartender for a while, so seeing that side of like food service. Um, Relatable. Service. <laughs> um, and then I'm also super passionate about holistic nutrition. Uh, so I was like, uh, I don't know if serving is for me. So I found High Vibe, which is a superfood juicery in Chicago. Love their product, it's amazing. And I started out there just in the back making smoothie bowls and getting to know our customers, um, our guests, as we called them. And then I moved up front of house and that's where like things started to happen. I was like, oh, like I really enjoy um, like communicating with our guests and building rapport and getting to know them and seeing regulars every day was awesome. Um, and then from there, I became the communications manager and I worked, I was like in charge of our uh, juice cleanse program. I like helped train for front of house. I wrote copy uh, and created content for social media. What else did I do? There are a few other things, but <laughs> it's kind of a, you know, mishpash of a bunch of stuff because it was a small business, which was really cool to like have my hands in a lot of different things. Um, that I didn't really have experience doing, but just did it. Um, and then, so I had that experience and now currently um, I'm in Vegas and I'm working at Golden Customer Care, which is like a 
small corporation, we deal with like 20 to 25 different supplement brands. So I'm answering calls about that. Um, day every day from home. <laughs> and um, yeah, well, I'm also training to become a holistic nutritionist and hopefully have my own business um, where I can use these customer service skills for that in the future. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> that's fantastic. Wow. That's yeah. like very, very full circle. I mean, it's there's something to being able to get to see things on like the micro level of everything like that mm -hmm. makes the macro level so much more um yes. it just gives you bigger perspective in general yes. and i can only imagine okay. it's contributed to now i mean i look back on different things i was actually in operations and events before so like i okay. i'm very relatable on a lot of hospitality fronts of like yeah. wow like you know even if it's a one-on-one -on -one interaction with somebody, like when you go to make higher level decisions, it's so easy to go back and be like, ah, I remember that one time I talked to that guy, like maybe he wasn't the nicest to me, but it gave me like example clarity on the way I need to approach my customers. Cause like, oh, yeah. even if he's just that one customer, there's probably more like him, you know, and like, yeah. or you know, him or her, whoever is the one you're interacting with. And it gives yeah. you such a full comprehensive understanding of like how to approach it. But even with that, I love that it's something that you're passionate about and continue to pursue, um, you know, staying within that holistic nutrition, being able to connect the dots and just climb the ladder. I mean, that's, that's what we're all doing, right? Yeah, just trying to figure it out and <laughs> lead from where your passions are. I think that's what helps the most is just like going with what you know and following it out and see what happens. It's just so, so like humbling, I feel like, too, to come from starting at the very bottom and then working your way all the way up to especially communications manager that mm -hmm. is such a great role and you made such an impact I know on so many of the guests at High Vibe so given that I know that you mentioned that there was a so you, so you worked in the physical storefront and you spoke with the guests there um, but I know that High Vibe also has their e-commerce website where guests can order their juices on there and order off of that so what were some ways that you helped the customers experience across those platforms, like across online and into actual being in person? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Because when I first started at the company, we didn't have an e-commerce. That happened once COVID hit and we like needed another way to get the product wow. to people. Yeah, uh -huh. so that started when we um, started doing deliveries. Um, so I guess one of the main ways, yeah, it was hard. It was like trying to form a connection with someone that you've never seen or that hasn't been in the space. Cause you know, like if you come in the space, you're going to get the full experience. Like that was oh, it's great. what we wanted to get, you know, it's yep. not just a place where you walk in and you're like, Oh, what do you want? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what, what brought you in today? Like, how can I help you out? If it's digestion, here's this juice. If it's immunity, let's get you some broth. So, um, it was like very, uh, personal for each person that came in. And so that's the experience that we wanted to create with, um, the new website. And so I think one of the ways that we were able to do that was through our juice cleanse program. And so I was kind of in charge of that. And if someone wanted to buy a juice cleanse, they could either just, you know, put it in their cart and buy it, or 
they had an option to like have a consultation with someone, which was me. And so they would set up a, you know, a meeting and then I would contact them and we'd go over their goals. Like what, what interests them in the juice cleanse? Also, what is high vibe? Like, what are we about? Like try to build the trust so that they know that like we're the real deal and we're, we want them to get the best experience as possible. Um, and then, you know, I walked them through what was going to happen during the juice cleanse and then ended up sending them the the invoice at the end of it. Um, but yeah, I think that was really crucial. And then say someone didn't want to talk to me before they bought the cleanse and they were like, I know what I'm doing. I want to buy this cleanse. There would still be an aspect of like reach out on my part just to make sure that they were set up and like good to go. So there was still a lot of personal communication, even with those people that we weren't seeing in store. So, yeah, 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 thanks. Yeah, that's incredible. I mean, uh, the service piece is just so big, right? And that was the huge question when everyone was shifting online. They're like, shoot, how do I provide this type of service if I'm not there, if they're not asking me questions about it? And I'm sure in a niche like that, where it's like very specific, like you're, you're not like, you know, it's not like, oh, I need a couch. It's like, hey, like, you know, I'm having issues with my stomach or like want to lose weight or, you yeah. know, immunity, you know, whatever the subject may be. And it just continues to transfer over. And it's like, how do we continue to create this? And I think that's one thing that like we've seen with a lot of clients is just so much unsureness. And it's like that ability to understand and take that failure right away and be like, Hey, we don't know what this looks like. Like, let's figure it out faster and just ask questions. Cause everyone's afraid of like being the, like, for lack of better words, like the dumbest person in the room. Like no one wanted to raise their, their hand in the middle of a webinar seminar and be like, (laughs) Hey, I don't really get that. Can you explain it? And it's like, to make the omni-channel experience so helpful, you need to just be who you Mm -hmm. are within each of those. But also with that, I'm curious for you, like being communications manager, you wanted to make sure that your service was conveyed properly, like the care for your product was conveyed properly. When you guys were adjusting and switching over from being like purely brick and mortar to like, okay, now we're going to work a digital space. How did that adjust the way your communication was in terms of the copy you provided when it came to blog posts, social posts, just like making sure that you're informative still without being like, hey, did you see the latest thing from High Vibe? Like just getting like really in people's faces because that was largely what a lot of people were doing. No, that's such a good point you bring up because in the beginning, that's what it was. Like before I was, well, and while I was like the beginning of while I was doing uh, social copy, it was like, oh, look at this thing that we're selling and buy this and get this and this is good for you and blah, blah. But there wasn't any like, um, what was lacking was like, just like giving a value and being like, hey, this is who we are. This is our community. And I think that's what people really want now too, is um, like something that's gonna provide a community, which is what we we try to do with like building the high vibe tribe and um, being a part of that. And just making sure that the posts are again, like providing value and not just like here by this product. Like we actually care about you here's some tips and tricks if you want to like have better sleep. And like maybe one of the things is like try out one of our products, but here's all of these other things that you can do 
and this is like a free value that I'm giving you. Yeah. Well, and people like, I think too, with the crossover, want to pinpoint solutions so fast. They're like, oh, yes. my copy in my email or my copy in my social post needs to be exactly what they're looking for. And it's like, you have so many different uh, customer personas that you can't like yes. narrow down what that meat is. It's like, you need to provide wide variety of thought and content so that people find a connection. And I like even the high vibe tribe. Like it's, yeah. it was, that's so <laughs> cool because the, like even right now when people are still working from home and still doing that dynamic and it's an adjusting culture, it's like you're creating a sense of inclusivity where they still felt part of your brand. They're like, they're like, oh yeah, like I'm part of the high vibe tribe. You know, I just got all my supplements yesterday. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's huge. People feel special and they feel like it's, and it's even like that aspect of just how important customization and personalization is. And like, I even, I personally had, did a cleanse and you called me and I had that experience firsthand and like you helped me customize it to me and my personal health issues. And like, that is so, so many people, like, I feel like appreciate that so much. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you don't really get that anymore. You kind of do where, you know, you take those quizzes and it's like, at the end, you're going to find out what you should buy. And we tried to do that. Like we, we had that on our website. It was like, um, we created this thing that was like, what juice cleanse should I get based on like my symptoms and like all this stuff. But like no one, like it did not go well because people, I guess. That's crazy. That like personal, like actually talking to someone you know yeah. wow you guys tested yeah like and yeah. you know there were definitely things that were like lacking in it too like I'm sure they'll try it again and it'll probably be a success but in that moment it was like oh like actually just the straight pure connection of like me talking to someone is like what sold them on the cleanse right so. and one like putting yourself out there too like you guys wouldn't yeah. have, like here you are, you're like, oh, we have this great idea. I feel like it's really going to resonate with our customers and our, our customer mm -hmm. base. And then you come to figure out it doesn't, but it's like yeah. so many companies are so slow with that where they're like, all right, we're going to try this one thing out. Like it's going to be a big deal. It's like, no, it, it doesn't need to be a big deal though. Like just go do your thing. And the yeah. like yeah. to what Kristen said, the testing is so important. I mean, like mm -hmm. we, I think we were talking about this a little bit before the pod, but like how dynamic Amazon is in the way that they create that customer experience, it is because they are, I mean, maybe arguably, but to me, not arguably, the best testers in the digital space. They know what their customers want and they weren't hesitant about pushing things in different directions. And it's like, if you wanna see that growth, if you wanna be that company that you think you are, like put your chips on the table, you're gonna lose some of them. But like, yes. if you keep consciously thinking about direction, consciously thinking about your customers where your customers needs are like it will come out the truth will show you know and it's like oh yeah a diligency throughout the process and i think to so many people because it's the digital footprint right like if you said something to somebody in a store like oh you should try i don't know nutrition unfortunately that well but like you should try like okay. the carrot juice because it's like good for your yeah. knees or something uh -huh. i don't know if that's actually true but like if you type that out to somebody, it is there in writing then. If the carrot juice doesn't work, it's like, oh my gosh, like they have my take in print. And like, 
people are so concerned about that, but you don't need to be like, yes. And it's also just like taking things personally, like just throw your ideas out there. If they land, they land. If they don't, it's not a big deal. You know, exactly. It's like, you got to put yourself out there. Like, I mean, even I like, I mean, I'm in sales, so I compare a lot of things to like dating. And it's like, if you're dating, like, and you're not finding a girl, it doesn't, you can't keep not talking to girls and hoping that you'll find a girl. You have to try and talk to girls in different ways. Maybe buy him a drink. Maybe don't buy him a drink. You got to test it out. You know, it all comes with like putting yourself out there. And I get on a professional front, it is a lot different, but like, that's where the growth happens. Like anyone who's Mm -hmm. an innovator in their respected industry isn't doing it through being scared or, you know, questioning their decisions. They're evaluating, they're either getting it right or they're learning from it and they're advancing that and they're continuing to evolve. And it's just, I don't know. There's a little bit, it's just, it's interesting, but you know, the people who who do that find success more often than not. Yep. Yeah. And even to just the climate with what's going on right now, where everything is moving to more online and people working at home is like just being able to adapt through everything that's hitting you is being able to adapt. Like those are the businesses. Those are the people that are going to survive <laughs> in a way. Right. Totally. Be able to adapt. Yeah, a little, a little Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know I was going to go there, but here we are. <laughs> I'm So I'm curious in all of this, with all of this talk about testing and everything, what did that creative process look like for you in coming up with different ways to test and find what is going to work and what doesn't? Yeah, so for like social media content, I mean, I had no clue what I was doing. Like, you should look up my Instagram profile. Like, I never post anything. Like, I am not, <laughs> when the owner came to me and was like, yeah, I want you to do this. I was like, okay, you've seen my profile. But um, I had to, you know, get rid of my pride in a way and just be like, okay, no, like, I'm super passionate about this. I can do it. Like, I know what I want to talk about. Um, but there was a process of like, okay, what do I even post first? Like, I don't even know where to start. Um But again, you just have to get over it and like put something out there and see if it lands. If it doesn't land, you adjust from there. So we started out with just like the selly posts of like, look at this product. Um, And we found out those didn't really go over very well. I mean, they were cool, but like no one was like really engaging on them or anything. Um, And then me and Maggie and you, Kristen, too, we all worked together on this like uh, creating different templates um, that we would use and kind of cycle through. So we um, one of them was like our core values, like we would talk about that on a regular basis. Um, Another one was what was it like a did you know post like something that might be a little out there that not everyone knows about, but is related to health. And would kind of like spark like, oh my gosh, like I didn't realize that. Like, how have I been putting yeah. this into my body this long? And I didn't a know. A little that. bit of like controversy um, in there to yeah, throw yeah, that in there. Uh-huh. Magic controversy. Yeah. Which you know high vibe was all about. <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then like what I said before, like giving value, those like educational posts um, of like how to take care of your digestive system or you know, ways that you can sleep better. Um, things like that. And then, yeah, we just created those different templates, which ended up really helping. And then um, next was like engagement. So
so we found ways where we could get people to engage more. I think at one point we did like a, um, what was it? Oh, well, we just started posting at the end of each um, post, like, hey, like, um, like this or comment this if you found this helpful, stuff like that to kind of a call rev to action. up engagement. Yeah, call to action, exactly. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was like a learning process though, because I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I had a great team of people that were good with the visual, and then I wrote the copy and we put it together and voila. <laughs> Found what works. I feel like the key there is, and this is like more, I feel like on the marketing end is just creating those templates that yes. makes your life so much oh, easier because you're not genius. sitting yeah you're not creating content every single day you're sitting down planning it out and just making your life so much easier and I feel like that resonates so much better than just sending out yes. a post here and there and doing this on the fly yeah it's like you know what was like captivating for your audience so you just recycle that exactly with like the with that process for you, what, um, I guess just on the front too, did it like, was it a challenge for you to get into that space that you like got into a comfort zone of like, this is my approach, this is how I'm going to figure out a communications or did you have to like, you know, kind of like sit down and evaluate your approach in terms of how you're being adaptive and how you're trying to experiment or like, you know, just in general, how you engage with your customers? Like, you know, how was that for you? Did you, how'd you find it? Yeah. No, that's a good question. I think um, what luckily I came to a company that was very specific, like already had a very specific brand voice and like idea of who they were. So my only thing was like trying to figure out how to like encompass that. And like we had so many uh, words or like verbiage that we would use, like boost, crush, like all these like funny words that, you know, I would like try to put in to each post. Um, and then, I mean, I was really just inspired by our owner who has a very specific personality and like how he like talks about the brand. And so I like basically kind of took that and used that when I was writing copy, but there was like a big part of it that was like, oh my God, like I, I was terrified at first. Like there was a lot of self doubt that went into it. Like, am I representing this right? There's no right way, but like, is this right? I need approval. Help. <laughs> I was just going to say that, like, it it's something that, like, I realized recently, and I think it's been so prevalent, like, even within, you know, you're talking about it for putting yourself out there for content, and yeah. even through the transition of all this work time of, like, you know, whether you're in hybrid now, you're on site, you're, you're work from home, whatever it is, there's so many leaps of faith that people have had to take, whether you're an employee, a manager, you're overseeing your company, like you're taking yeah. that leap of faith to trust your employees that they're doing their stuff every day. You're taking a yeah. leap of faith to leave a digital footprint and share online and be a digital space versus just brick and mortar. Like yeah. you're taking a leap of faith to delegate to your subordinates to make sure they do their job without you being there to answer the question. And it's, mm -hmm. it's been so interesting to me and I didn't, I didn't really realize it till recently, but it's something where, again, if you're like quicker to do it and you have the right people, I mean, I think that's where culture is so important. Um, and it sounds like, you know, you, it's a similar culture, at least with high vibe. 
but also too with transitioning to um, golden customer care now you know you're in the same industry uh, to my understanding somewhat yeah. you're working <laughs> you're working through those things like what was um translatable for you and where did you feel like okay this is how it's going to help my customer service success or like this is something i can pull to share strategy and again like you're taking a leap of faith you're in a new position you're with new people and you're like all right like i have some good ideas do you want to hear them or no like it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i think it's it's definitely different in this space because before it was like it was just me and like my ideas were like at the forefront which was terrifying but really cool um and now it's like i'm definitely like lower on the food chain per se so like the only way for them to really see like my approach to customer service is like them listening to my calls and like grabbing things from that um so i guess when i'm on my calls i just i try to make it as personal and i take a lot of my experience from high vibe and bring it to this and it is you know supplement related so i have like a lot of knowledge in that which helps and then i had to do a lot of sales things with high vibe and put myself outside of my comfort zone in that way so in this job i have to make a lot of like save attempts or like customer wants to return something how am i going to save this and like really uncover like why didn't it work for you like how can we figure out a way to like help you keep taking it so that it is helpful um mm -hmm. and so a lot of it is like not assuming that i know what the customer is thinking but like probe ask those questions and like um really try to give them that personal experience that i was giving people at high five i just feel like that's something that not a lot of people think about especially when you are taking those customer service calls where it's like okay maybe actually listen to what the customer is saying yeah. and what issues they had and then how can you make it better is it a website issue is it a product issue what is it get to the root of it so that's yeah. that's actually like a great like way to round it all out and bring it all back to what you learned at High Vibe and to what you're doing now. Yeah, I, I actually I loved that point too. I'm glad Kristen pointed out. That's what I was gonna get at. And it's just like <laughs> it's it is full circle and it's like I don't know. I'm sure the adjustment from going from like kind of you know doing your own thing and having maybe top say up to a certain extent to working with that team and like getting comfortable with it but it's like you're still there's still going to be always a point in your professional career and i'm a big believer in this like it doesn't matter how far you advance like you're going to eventually be like i have no clue what's going on like i have zero clue what we're doing right now yes and just being honest in that moment that that's what's going on that you're like i'm yes. clueless and like i need to tell somebody that so i can get an answer but once you're able to do it and make that adjustment it's just uh -huh. so much easier to be comfortable changing roles changing i always i always tell people i love people who or i'm i shouldn't put it like that but i'm very like attracted to being around people who like to put themselves in the blender like i'm sure <laughs> moving from small town even like uh illinois to chicago to vegas like putting yourself out there and figuring stuff out because that's the only yeah. way it's going to come around Literally, if you are not uncomfortable, you are doing it wrong. <laughs> Even as I, terrifying as that is. Yeah, it's like keep playing the game, I guess, in, until you have no idea what you're doing. And then you have to play it again because you're like, 
oh, like I just found this strategy and I've been playing this strategy and like, oh, now I realized I really have no idea what I'm doing. So I have to like (laughs) do it again. Always growing, just always learning and always growing. There's Always, I feel like a new strategy. I'm constantly reading up. I mean, you know, like I'm, my Instagram feed is just full of just tips on like marketing tips and how can you get better? And uh, yeah. And it's just like constantly growing and then applying that to your day to day. I feel like it's just like you get what that, what is that quote where it's like, you get 1% better, like every single day, like at the end of the year, then it's like, that's, that's a big impact. That's a big yes. change. Yeah, for sure. And I love that you said, play the game. I think that's something me and Kristen often say, just in regard to everything. Like yes. I remember with a past job I had, there was some stuff going on and then like something else happened and it really threw me off. And I was talking to my brother on the phone about it. And I was like, I just can't believe this is happening. Like, why am I in this position right now? And I don't know what to do about it. And is the best advice I think maybe my little brother's ever given me. He's like, gotta learn to play the game, baby. And I was like, that's so true, man. Like, it's just, you can't like assess and move, assess and move. Like, I yeah. don't have time to be down on whatever's going on. No. And I don't have time to be no. up on whatever's going on because if I do either of those things next month, next quarter, next year, it will affect overall energy and honestly just revenue that the company's getting. Like exactly. it is so, I mean, Chris and I live on this energy and I'm sure you do too, Nicole, but just like, it's like, you need to bring that, you need to bring that like it factor every day, like give the energy mm-hmm. you want to get and you're going to get it back. And it's like, Oh, hundred percent. You're learning to play the game like tackle your loss and be like that sucked how can I move forward now like yes and that's something that I I think my musical theater background like uh helped me out with is like every day every class was like that was terrible you need to work on this like that acting was really bad and you just don't take it personally you're just like okay yeah let me let me go do it better I'll do it again let me do it again right now I'll show you I can do it better you know like you're constantly trying to like uh, grow and like do better and you just stop taking it personally and you just keep moving forward it's the chip on the shoulder you know you don't you don't let a rock settle there you don't put a boulder there it's chip we're gonna wipe that off we're gonna keep going I love that yep I love that I feel like I And do you feel like, especially in like working directly with customers that I feel like when you first, at least personally, when I first started in that space, like serving and bartending in those early, early like customer service days, and then now applying it towards like something like a website, do you feel like it has helped you a lot to understand where they're coming from when you don't take their complaints and their issues personally? Oh, yeah. It allows you to break that wall of, like, you know, like, it breaks the wall, and then you can actually, like, you might have been listening before, but you can actually, like, interpret and hear what they're saying so that you can help them out. Um, Yeah, and and it just helps you be able to, like, relate to them. Because you're like, oh, like, in a way, we've all gone through the same things. You know, we've all gone to a website and felt like we were being scammed (laughs) at some point. (laughs) And so, like, that's the last thing I want you to feel right now. Like, I'm so sorry. Let me help build that trust back. So yeah, for sure. Totally. It's like putting yourself in their shoes. Yes, exactly. 
Like yeah. it, it was what we were talking about with Luminos earlier. For us, our clients are important, but our clients' clients are the most important because we want to help them find success. It's it's an ongoing, yes. you know, it's just an ongoing battle. And if you're coming back to the same spot in your process and you're disciplined with it, like the, you know, making the adjustment from brick and mortar to digital isn't as scary and starting to understand digital and like, cause your customer isn't the same customer in the store as they are on digital. It's kind of mm -hmm. like how people talk trash on the internet. Like they're behind a wall. They're going to tell you what they think about your product. They're well, giving you the so rawest. They're going to give you the rawest feedback they have in their mind. And if they're having a bad day, it might get a little meaner, but like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've dealt with it. And it's like, it's, it's just continuing to, to, to change that. And it's understanding that that customer isn't the same customer anymore. You know, you're, you're now dealing, you're dealing with the same interests. You're dealing with the same, um, like product that like they're coming to, like they're coming to you for a reason. But like, it's not in store where they're gonna be like, I don't know, I'm in Wisconsin obviously, and if it was in store, they'd be like, oh, the strawberry shake didn't work that well, but like, maybe I'll try the blueberry. Online, they're like, I hate your strawberry shakes more than anything in life, and I guess I'll try a new one now. Like, you know what I mean? It's, you're you're dealing with a totally different thing, and like, if you if you take it personally, it's gonna eat you up. Like, yeah, unless you're Chick-fil-A, your customer satisfaction probably isn't that high. <laughs> No one can like my right. baby Chick-fil-A. Whole army wait, of customer wait. service. I pulled up to a drive-through. It's just people now. They don't do It's the, the best customer service ever. Amazing. And that's why you go back because the line yes. could be pouring into so, the Walgreens next door and you are still getting through in five minutes. Like yeah. it's it's Are we talking about Chick-fil-A? Yes. Yeah, still drive-through. Oh, that, I thought I okay. Mean, they got a water yeah. talk and it's like, all right. Nicole with the black Kia is coming through. <laughs> it's, so funny. It, it's great though. And like, that is what separates it. Cause when you look at Chick-fil-A's menu and I know this seems a little off course in terms of like adjustable between brick and mortar to e-commerce, it's like, that's what brings people back. They literally sell like eight different items and they're all just different kinds of chicken. But like, you're like, it's consistent. So they treat me yeah. well every time I get in yeah. and out. If I use their yeah. app, the, the mobile app for Chick-fil-A is fantastic. You click in, you click out, you order your stuff, you walk in, you can go through the drive-thru. I did it the other day, you go through the drive-thru and just say, hey, I'm Drew. And they're like, oh, here you go. It's incredible, but wow. you're not, the Chick-fil-A is, Chick-fil-A is fine, but it, you're not eating a five-star meal, but you go back every time because that customer service is so good. Yep. You're like, That's you're so like, true. oh. They were so polite. They gave me what I wanted. If they didn't give me what I wanted, I went back in. They apologized. They gave me an extra shake. You know, it's like it. Yeah, it's, they it's do so, add extra things. It's so wholesome. And, you know, that's something yes. that is a bit more brick and mortar than e-commerce per se. Like it's not quite like I would say like juices where you can probably get that shipped and, and be able to like get the at home experience more. But mm -hmm. translatably, translatably, it's <laughs> it's all like it's all the same love because it is, it's an omni-channel experience. You know, you go into yeah. the mobile app, you get what you want, you get rewards, whatever, you move on, you go through the drive-through, you do your thing. It doesn't matter if you got delivered to you, if it, you went to go pick it up, it's consistent every single time. Yep. And I think that's like, very kind of full circling my little tangent here. It's like, it's like yeah. with customer experience, like that, that consistency is so key. Like, you don't, when yeah. you, I'm sure when, 
even on your customer service calls, you're not like changing your approach every single call. You're like, no, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna be polite. I'm gonna yeah. go back to what I always go back to. I'm gonna try and think of a new solution. I'm gonna be agile. Like, it's yeah. that is how you build it. And if you're able to do that, it the the you know going back to omnichannel being brick and mortar versus mobile, it can be a lot of the same. It's just oh, yeah, for sure. It's it's a clear understanding like using it as an example that if you if you do a mobile order, you're probably on the go pretty fast. If you're cool sitting in the drive through, you probably don't have a lot going on. Like you clearly understand that about your customer. And I'm sure yeah, for yeah. you, like, you know, people who take their time to get consultations or I guess now being like giving yeah. them feedback on the product they had, you got to understand it's a different customer and it's a different oh, person. Yeah. And you can, you can tell right away. You can tell if someone's like in a hurry and then you adjust to that and you're like, okay, I'm going to get this taken care of for you as soon as I can. Or you know, you get someone that's like a little older and they just want to like talk your ear off and they like want connection. <laughs> Nothing to and do. They were just wanting to see you. And you're yeah. like, I can really only stay on this call for like seven minutes, but we'll talk for 10. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I think this company too is like awesome. Like they do like really value their customer service. It's huge. And I get so many calls where, where people are like, yeah, I, you know, the last girl I talked to was like so nice too. Or I get a call and I'm like, mm. and the guy was like, I think I just talked to you. And I'm like, you definitely didn't. <laughs> you know, like there's just that, like we're very similar. Like people that have the same, like, I don't know, like way of expressing them or like treating customers. Yeah. So. Interesting. That's that see. culture that's like dri yeah. driving in your company culture into your consistency and like understanding your different buyer personas, all yeah. of that. It's so key. I mean, I, I don't know. That's, that's great feedback. Cause that's something too, where like you guys are so buttoned up and so uniform, people don't even know who they're talking to. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like and you shared it. It was so in translating from taking that day to day, um, you're not translating, but like working through taking that day to day and that customer experience that you see, um, through your time, like working communication, particularly in like sending out newsletters or, or high volume stuff. How have you um, seen an impact from that? You know, what impact have you seen translating all this customer experience to giving everyone a little checkup, you know, let everyone know how things are going, what's new, what's going on? Yeah, no, I think, let me try to think. So I never got to the point, I wish I did, um, where I was like sending out like newsletters. That was always a plan, but it never really happened. But we did have like a text service and we would, um, you know, reach out to the High Vibe Tribe group via that. And I was the, the one that service was, like, was great. Yes. And I was the one that was responding to those. And like, you get some people that were like, screw you. I don't want to be on this text and they'd get off. But a lot of people <laughs> were super friendly and like appreciative. And again, they felt like they were a part of a community in that way. Um, That's and awesome. You know, like mm -hmm. I just got a lot of personal texts from people. Like this was the thing, like I wish that 
not everyone had had my phone number. But <laughs> I mean, it was like such a small business. Like I was just. You didn't have a company there. line. You were using your own cell phone. No, literally, I was giving out my phone number to these people. That's something that I would <laughs> like change. Um, but I, I, I think I that say. up to like even up to like maybe four months ago, I was still getting texts from these people being like, "Hey, I want to buy a cleanse off of you." I'm like, "I'm sorry, I don't work here anymore." I, but that's how I, much like. Uh, like when I was working there, like every week I would get like three or four texts from people just hitting me up on my phone being like, hey, set me up with a class. <laughs> <laughs> you found though how they like to be communicated with. Yes. Yes. And they liked that easy, like, oh, well, this is my go-to person. I'm just going to like, you yeah. know, like a friend or like a buddy, they're going to hook me up. You know, if I it's just not immediate response either. You don't need to be like, you know, when you're on the phone, it's like right away. Yeah. What are you thinking? It's like, okay, I'll deal with this later. Like, I don't, you know, maybe they're at work. They don't necessarily are thinking about what shake or juice they're going to drink next. Like, you know, there's a yeah. lot going on throughout the day. And yeah. that's, it's so funny you say that because when I used to sell basketball tickets, um, <laughs> I sold basketball tickets for the Timberwolves. And oh. I gave out my cell phone after a while because I just was like really aggressive and trying to get sales. I'm like, yeah, just hit me up. Let me know. And I like got to a point where people were texting me on like Sunday night at like 10 p.m. And they'd be like, hey, yeah. can you give me tickets for right. the game tomorrow? And I'm like, no, like I'm not going to just like, I'm not here to just be your immediate outlet. And then even after I left too, like people who had my number would hit me up about stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I can't do that for you anymore. And it became such a thing where I was like, I had over 70, no, I had over 80 contacts on my phone that like weren't my oh friends. My they were like oh just God. people I was trying to connect with because I saved them with a Z before the front of them. So they're like at the bottom of my list. Mm -hmm. And I would just get these texts from people and I'm like, no, but like, I hope you appreciate the customer experience I gave you because I was always there to answer questions. <laughs> yeah, I know there's a point where it's like, you give a little too much and you're like, okay, we can take this back a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I know. Well, and I think, again, that's putting yourself out there. That's like the young yeah. person experience Part these days. It. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have totally. learned that if I didn't do it. I wouldn't have learned exactly. what things they're looking true. for, what they want to do, you know? And it's, yeah, it is what it is. You get texts for a few months that aren't, aren't necessarily your buddy about, like, the next cool concert you're going to, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it goes full circle. Yeah. No, definitely. I feel like I, I love that. And I almost feel like it's like, it's almost like great that you say that you never got around to creating the newsletter because it was like you you still got to update everyone in their own way, like literally through text messages, which is like and that just I think goes to show where it's like I feel like a lot of the times like marketing doesn't have to be this like big fancy like thing you can use whatever tools you have. And if that's what works for your audience and that's what works for them. No, yeah. that's so true. Cause you're not gonna you're not gonna be right a hundred percent of the time. Don't go no. for that. Like right. you're gonna be right like I don't know, 20, 30 percent of the time with customers. Like again, that approval rate isn't that high. So like if you are just going for the, like the golden goose, keep shooting because it's like not you, right. you know, it's not it, right. it's not gonna be there. Not every customer likes the same thing. I think it's very evident in maybe the climate of things right now that not everyone agrees on the same things. Like yeah. if you expect that in your professional life, just because everyone's being nice to each other and they can't be a little bit more <laughs> aggressive than maybe they would be, doesn't mean that everyone thinks the same. They're still going to have their opinion. 
Exactly. What was, in your opinion, the most impactful aspect of, like, your customer experience processes that you feel, like, out of everything, I know that there's a lot of different ways to keep customers happy, but what do you think is the most impactful just in your experience? Yeah, so this word's been coming up a lot for me recently, (laughs) Um, but ownership is, like, huge. Love that. Just like saying like, hey, like, I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm going to do everything I can to take care of it today. You know, just like owning up to the fact that like, that wasn't a great experience. We didn't want you to have that experience. I'm going to make it right. Um, Just like building the trust in that way. Um, I think in all aspects of life, if people did that, everyone would be (laughs) in your place. Um, But yeah, like owning up to it. Um, you are, you know, make yourself the voice of the brand, the voice of the company in that situation mm-hmm. because you are. So even if you didn't personally do it, like take responsibility for it. That goes such a long way. Um, cause people want to feel like they're being heard and uh, yep. you know, they're going to be taken care of. So, yeah. I, yeah, preach. That's, that's great <laughs> for real. I, I think. It is so much of that. And I find it more in young people than like the older generation, I'd say, in the business world is like the lack of ownership. People are always looking to deflect and find out why it's not their fault, why they're dealing with an issue. Um, I I think the older generation is a little bit better about it. And maybe that just comes from maturity, but it is one of those things where I find people deflecting a lot. And it's like, just eat it. Like if you make a mistake, just eat it. Cause yeah. there's no way to go around it. And if like the mistake no. is like evidently that bad in the work world, like your boss is still going to see it. Like you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're somebody like a client's going to see it. And, and that's yep. just the nature of the beast. And the, I'm going to personally take that. Cause like the thought of like just owning everything is so important. And I think it allows you to be so much like, even if you're not open about it, like self-reflective in your own growth where you're like, dang, that one was on me. And why was it on yeah. me? And and why yeah. did I decide to make that decision? Because either you're being lackadaisical and unaccountable, which is just not okay in the first place, or you had a reason behind it. You were thinking the way you wanted to, and you were like, like this is what I did. This is the reason I made that decision, and that's totally fine. It's okay. Yeah. Like you don't like own it. Just go ahead and own it. Like every there's so many unowned mistakes in this world. Like it's unbelievable, like particularly in business, but like, it's like everyone wants to deflect and figure out how it's someone else's fault. And it's like, Hey, it's, it's okay. Like life will move on. You will find another opportunity to make, make right on the back one. Like, it's just, it's not, it's It's not okay to let yourself feel the feeling of failure. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. You need to feel that way so that you're motivated to like do it better the next time or like figure Plus out what then, happens. Exactly. exactly. And like oh. in regard to doing it better the next time, it's like you process that feeling of failure because so much of why people act the way they do is internal instincts. It's not because of necessarily yeah. always because of what someone else says. Like mm-hmm. it's because of what they've built into their own, to their, to their method, to their brain, to the way that they operate day in and day out. It's like that positive energy me and Kristen were talking about 
for real. Like if, if you can be okay with failure, if you can, you know, I always say like failure is my best friend. Cause oh, yeah. if, if success is my best friend, I'm not going to win that much. I'm going to win way more if I can accept failure and I can like sit down for beers with them and figure out what's oh, going on absolutely. and work it out. Like <laughs> very metaphorical, but it's seriously, yeah. it, it is such a thing where it's just, it's ownership. And I, I'm very happy that that was what you said. And I, I didn't see that coming, but that was great. That was great. <laughs> It's been like going around in my brain for a while now. So I'm glad I was able to share. Thank you for letting that's, me share. That's perfect. Yes. Uh, no, that really, that really was perfect. I feel like this whole conversation that we've had today has been perfect. You've been perfect. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we just really appreciate you coming on and just taking the time out of your busy schedule to talk with us and share some of your insights and I know that someone out there is going to find these all of your tips and everything that you share today very insightful <laughs> well thank you I hope so absolutely we're I, I share the same sentiment as Kristen it was so great to hear from you today Nicole such great insight I think yeah customer experience is everything these days whether it's online whether it's you know whether it's in person it doesn't matter how it's coming across, it's something that every company needs to evaluate. And it's been super insightful. So we appreciate it. We want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Um, you know, really happy we could have this conversation and best of luck with everything. Feel free to uh, link up with Nicole on LinkedIn if you want to. And, mm -hmm. you know, I hope everyone's doing well. Awesome. Thank you, guys. It's been a blast. It's such fun talking with you all. Thank you, Nicole. Okay, bye. Bye. We hope that you thoroughly enjoyed this episode today as much as we did. And you won't want to miss our next episode coming out in two weeks. We interviewed Chris Mead. He is the co-founder of CrossNet, the world's first four-way volleyball game. So, so cool. So much fun. So many things coming up and we are so thrilled that you chose to listen with us today and we hope that you have a great day.